episode, episode 586, Sarah's face is classic. so funny. Your face was like, what is she about to do right now? Yeah. And I, uh, I was also thinking of how I'm gonna, about to respond to the text that I just got from the <laughs> cute boy who I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, Sarah's not focused right now. She has I know. Mind Get the game, things. Sarah. <sighs> Gosh. That's all right. That's all right. Um, people seem to like when I share a little story, so I have one for you today. <gasps> yes! About my life, which really, since I don't have a life, amounts to Peg's life, my mom. (laughs) (laughs) This is called the Peg piece. (laughs) So you remember last we checked in with Peg, um, there was a grease fire in her kitchen, if you recall. I didn't even get, I didn't, how rude of me to not even ask for an update. Oh, there there isn't one. It's just, it happened and now she's in, you know, the aftermath. Okay, but she's having one hell of a January because, um, well, I guess now it's February, but she's had an auspicious start to the new year. She um, unfortunately got scammed out of well, thousands of dollars. No! Yes! Wait, how does she even have thousands of dollars? <laughs> that is such a good point. <laughs> that is such a good point. Susie! Yeah. Susie! Yes. Your mom is like, I'm sorry. I know. The ideal victim for this. Oh, my God. I can't believe it took this long. (laughs) I I seriously can't. Please tell us what happened. Well, apparently this is sweeping the nation, this scam. So maybe just, Hmm. you know, listeners, if you get anything like this, be aware. Um, She, because of the fire, she had been having to buy, like, you know, a new stove and stuff, which is not typical. She normally doesn't have to buy big ticket items. (laughs) And so she got an email that she thought was from her bank saying that they thought that maybe there was a fraudulent charge. And that made sense to her because she had just bought things she normally wouldn't. So she called the number and they were super nice and professional and telling her, yeah, we want to help you. We see these fraudulent charges, but, you know, we have to verify a few things, (laughs) which, you know... And then eventually they asked her for her social uh-huh. and she goes, you're not, I'm not supposed to give that out. Like she's on the right track, you oh, know, no. like she she's knows so it seems like, yes, yeah, you're so close to getting it. And then they're like, ma'am, look at your phone. The phone number that you see now compare it to the phone number on the back of your debit, your debit card. It's the same phone number. And it was. Because they're very sophisticated, oh, no. you know? Oh, I would and fall for this. Now I'm going in my head. I'm like, shit. Did, did I, I do that? <laughs> and, well, they would never ask you your social. Your bank would never say, what's your social? Maybe the last four or something. But, um, so then they did the thing where they, like, send you a code, you know, like, mm-hmm. to verify it's you. It all seemed very legit. I'll give her that much. But, um... That was oh it. And then God. next thing she knew, they did it in like little tiny increments. So it was like 70 ATM transactions where they took <gasps> Or like wiring or whatever, however they oh did it. Oh my God. It is. It's, it's, it's a jungle out there. there. Yeah. <laughs> it really. Protect yourself. I felt so bad for her oh because. Oh my God. I feel so bad for her. Like she's so nice and. She really thought she did the right thing. She did not intentionally, you know, screw up her life. But anyway, it's okay. My heart, my heart just goes out to, like, 
her in that because like how you're she, she even asked the right question I well, would have fallen for that I'm like uh, now I'm I'm thinking uh, this uh, somebody probably has my because I'm like I <laughs> Sarah thinks she was scammed I'm like I am like I'm watching my bank account but I feel like at any moment I'm making this about me that's terrible no, no, Plastic. that's what I want. I wanted to tell it because I thought maybe somebody will get a call or something. Because my brother got the same one. His wasn't in an email, but it was on the phone. They called him. And he said it was very sophisticated and it was it almost got him. So it can happen to anybody, but oh especially Peg. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, good to know. So there's that. Maybe Sarah. I'm too trusting. Okay, Do this you, is good. This wait, is we're t- we're doing the the just the Lord's work out <laughs> yeah, here, just saving like PSA. lives. Yeah, this is like you know what? There was that one person who had that mole. Yes, Susie. Yes, she reported back and she said it actually was a problem. So and that she's so glad that she went in. So far, one life saved, and now maybe some bank accounts saved too. Yes, you're welcome, everyone. Yeah, and Peg says you're welcome too. Um, so that's that, and God bless her. I hope things start to improve. Oh no, what are we gonna do? I know. I feel really bad because good it thing is... she already bought the big ticket items. Yeah, I mean, it is like but... you can imagine. If this yeah. is somebody who didn't even have a TV until they were like 12 because they were so new. I mean, you know, like she's she's getting up there and technology passes you by and you try to yes. stay. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Anyway, My mom Peck. was catfished. So <laughs> that's a way better story, though, to me. Yeah. But because she just... wanted not she wanted some she wanted the deep dick in Sarah. Oh, I thought you were going to say romance. Oh, my God. I almost fell off my stool. Romance. <laughs> romance isn't funny. Right. <clears throat> okay. Anywho. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story... You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. Dot georgetown.edu slash podcast. Next funny story, just quickly, is that yeah. I, 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 it's embarrassing, but I like to be tan. And obviously in Pittsburgh, it's embarrassing. Not... I went to Costa Rica and I'm like, how okay, I 10 pounds, like skinny. Look at, I look so good in okay. these shorts. And That's like, true. what happened to my cellulite? No, I just got a tan. That's it. That's what yeah, I said. Everyone likes to be tan, I think. I'm like but... a mole person. But I like it enough to, like, go tanning, which is embarrassing. Right. Oh, I right, think we right, can right. all agree. That is yeah. not cool. And Cancer so, club. No, no, I don't do that kind. It's spray. Oh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think you did. No, That's no, That's embarrassing to get the spray on. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Sure. So, but then, you know, it's so expensive, and it just feels like there's a real racket. And so, <laughs> so I decided I'm going to just buy one. And so like a- I... Bought this 
gigantic a ass. A spray tan machine? You bought a spray tan machine? This is not a thing Susie does. This is a thing Sarah does. Have this, okay, you've been rubbing off on me and it improves my life. I rub on off, off on you and you make crazy decisions like this. Tell me everything okay. about this story. I'm dying. <laughs> it sounds probably funnier than it maybe is, but it's not those big giant like you giant like standing up coffin kind. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um airbrush. So it's like oh, okay. the kind you would use to like airbrush a car. It's like handheld. And you think you're going to do this to yourself? Correct. Well, no, Adam. Adam's doing it, right? That's so why this is hilarious. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> so, like, you get this gun, essentially, like paint gun, mm-hmm. and then you buy, like, this tent, pop-up tent to get in so it doesn't get all over your shit. And he, <laughs> so we get this thing, and then inside it says, like, you're supposed to take this c- class. On how to use it. And it's called... Wait, I'll show it to you. Oh, my God. Norvell University. Okay. Stop. It's called University. Stop. (laughs) Stop. This is getting better. I did not think this story... This is not the direction... This is why I have to not interrupt. Because this is not the direction I thought this was going to go in. And I'm loving every minute of of this ride. So it tells you you need to take this training program at Norvell University. And so Adam, <laughs> so Adam, I want to be the dean of that university. I feel like I have all the credentials. Right, I should be like an honorary doctorate at that university. Okay, right. So Adam Life took the course. Cool. He took the course. <laughs> Sarah, it's the best ever. And he's like takes it. Really Don't ever seriously. doubt his love. For real. For ever. Real and he is dead serious about it. And like, Who says chivalry the, is dead. All the cleaning of it, like, oh, they of go course through. he's serious because I would be serious and I would. I'm like, yeah, of course you take that course. Like he considers it like his duty now that this is his God. responsibility to be in charge of my spray tans. Oh my God, I love this. I am so jealous. This is not. <laughs> it is goals. Fair. I did feel that way. Goals. I was like, this is goals. Okay. I have so many questions. Okay. Okay. (laughs) First question. At what point, because you and I both know you are never going to be the person who is going to be administering this on your body. So as you were searching and like, like finding this, hunting this product out, you had to have thought. He did. He (gasps) did. I said, that makes it even better. I said, I really wish I had my own because it's so expensive and I feel like it would pay for itself. he, and what I get it. That is a call to action to my husband. Yes. And he's yes, like, I will find you it. I will get it. And I will go to university. Oh, my God. So does he have like his what? A, a doctorate? Yeah. He has his, his credentials. They, credentials? They, well, because they assume that you're a tanning salon. And you want to... <laughs> you want to hang it up for your customers. Like, I know how, how to do this. How much have you saved? In- Not... Well, beauty, not in this. I will. Uh, oh, in all beauty app product, like this gal basically has a live-in dry bar at her house. <laughs> dry bar, <laughs> right? 
And then for those of you who don't live on, like, you know, in, in some city that's bougie where they have that is ridiculous, like Orange County, uh, that's a place where you just go to get your hair blow dried and styled. Yes. Yeah. Something that Susie's husband does for her. Yeah, he does. On the he does. He don't, he, if it's ever curled, it's because he put it in hot rollers. God. I mean, he does. I'm He's so, a gift. I, I can't even get a guy to, like. <laughs> to get the vaccine. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Or I'll beep like, it if you need me to beep it. No, you can put that in. Okay, good. I, I, that's kidding. important to me. I uh, I was going to go with, like, tell me the truth about, like... Oh, yeah, right. Anything. I know. I'm going to go with on it. Let's start there. And the fact that I met him on a challenge, it's a miracle. Cheesy, crazy. I hit the jackpot, okay? Like I've always said, if we ever break up, it'll be because I did something wrong. I also think it's super hilarious that you and I both own a pop-up tent like that. Mine's to shit in the woods and yours is to get a spray tan. Right. It's totally opposite. Right. Same product, two very different uses. Okay. So anyway, I mean, there really isn't much to tell beyond the fact that he took the class and we did do it. And um, the only other funny thing about it is that, you know how it's really cold when they do it? it the oh, the yeah. liquid is so cold. Yes. And I don't know whether I forgot how cold it is or whether mine is, like, especially cold or what. But I was, like, so – I thought this sentence in my head while he was doing it. I thought, this is worse than anything I've ever done on the challenge. Like, it was so bad. And I don't know whether it's because I've been in my house. Beauty is pain, Susie. Beauty is pain. It's like, is this because I've been in my house for two years and I don't know what life is like? This is the comfort crisis. (laughs) Yes. And in my brain, I thought, like, I need oh, to my do... spray tan hurts for That's real. Susie's like, and I said stop at one point, but he didn't. He he didn't stop. And then I was like, I said stop. And he goes, I thought you said fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my god, this so there is you go. great. So if you oh, see man. me with the nice bronze complexion, you can thank Adam Potter. Well, now it's like I, when I come to visit, like, I better be leaving with, like, a spray tan. Right. Like, They'll be like, did you just go to, like, Cabo? No. No. Nope. <laughs> I went to Pittsburgh. I went to the butler's house. Okay. Think about, think mm-hmm. about how fucking lucky mm-hmm. the woman who marries Lincoln is going to be. Oh, that's nice thought. I mean, woman the or man, woman or man, or man. Yeah, the model that he has yeah. for a relationship, so nice. for communication, for yeah. you know. Oh, I'm the on. one that could screw that up because I, I'm like one of those moms that would probably be like, nobody's good enough for my baby. You're not going to be like that. You're not. Because you, so. you said the same thing when you were, like, pregnant with Lincoln. You're like, I'm going to screw him up and blah, 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 And everything's fine. You do so this. So far, so good. So, so far, so good. So, you know. And so you're fine. You're not going to be like that. And you're going you're gonna to be like, oh, thank God. And then you're going to have me to be like, we like that she's like you. Shh. Yeah, right, right. Shh. But I have to thank you because you got me that um, shower cap that I love. Oh, and that really that, is handy during these sessions the of spraying. Yeah. Let me tell you, I know it sounds like a silly thing to like spend a little more on. Get yourself 
a high really quality. good high quality shower cap. You'll only have one like for, for forever. It like yeah. doesn't get moldy or anything like other ones do. Yeah, and you should put that on your thing. Link it because that thing is a great purchase. Yeah. I, can't, I've, I can't remember what it's called, but it's I actually get called everyone sh- that shower. Oh, cap. it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it has like five uh, H's. It's kind of like the, my version. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but there's Except sh- about showers. Cap. Yes. Okay, so there you go. That's my personal anecdotes Love for it. the day. You're welcome. So good. <laughs> um, and then now we can move on to more brainy material. But first I want to say if you are somebody that likes to stay organized with your colleagues or even your friggin' family or people at work, whatever, try Notion. It is a great service that will help you, like, organize your tasks keep things on schedule and then you can like communicate with your whoever you're collaborating with and i just think it's very easy to use very um very intuitive and um just helps make life easy which is what we're all kind of seeking it's called notion again um and it says it's one central and customizable workspace that can be tailored to fit any team and bring teams together because most people are still working from home, so this can come in handy for that, too. Learn more and get started for free at Notion.so. That's Notion.so. You can check it out on your own. Invite as many folks as you want to see how it works. Take the first step toward organized happy team today, again, at Notion.so. Yes. Okay. I First. can't get over, and I'll never get over how adorable the background is, I, guys. We do our these videos. Some uh, do our some episodes we put up on Patreon. Yeah, and we got we got a new background again by Adam. It's I, I can't stop staring at it. I yes. mean, I can't. Sarah's gonna have one too whenever she's housed. Um, there's like a a green screen, and then there's different brain candy backgrounds that he made and they're so cute it's like the cutest thing in the whole entire universe and it's like so much fun to look at my own art and i'm like that's the best so yes Mm. you and adam i mean what more could i want you're everything i'm obsessed okay first i wanted to talk about this story that i read in thecut.com which was about how in you know different parts of the world they handle lockdown and quarantine and covid restriction differently it's it just depends on where you live mm-hmm. and in china it's really um organized and sort of like severe i guess you could say mm-hmm. um where if there's an outbreak like they are on it probably because yes. they were the first people to have to deal with it and so they're mm-hmm. like fuck this so this gal went on a a first blind date with this guy in China and he wanted Chinese to, woman, Chinese woman. Okay. And she wanted to cook for him or he wanted to cook for her. So he invited her over mm-hmm. and then right while they were going to have dinner, the authorities are like, yeah, you guys can't leave. You're stuck here. Cause we have an outbreak. Like oh, that's how severe it is. Mike on the first. Can well, you imagine this could go one of two ways? <laughs> That's so true. There's, it's, it's going to be an extreme. Yeah. Like love or hate. Yep. Oh my God. Okay. Let's think about every first date we've been on. Yes. I already love this game. What, what is the percentage of those that would be like, you'd be happy to be stuck with them for a few days or a few weeks or whatever it is to be, well, this is my problem. 
I think, to be honest, I'll, almost like 100% I would be okay with. See, I think that's because you're great. This is my theory. I'm serious because I've had men be like, we have so much chemistry. And I'm like, we don't have chemistry. I'm just good at making you feel good, you dummy. Right. That's what I do. And they all think that they're – and I always say, I'm like, you are going to – like, you're going to fall in love with me. It's like not a matter of if, it's when. And when it – and now I – like, yeah. Because then sometimes they'll say things like, oh, I, I think I'm going to fall in love with you. I'm like, you think. I Duh. guarantee you that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Yes. So Problem. I feel like part – I mean, most of what you're saying, I think – I would attribute to you being so flexible and making the best of situations and really finding everything fun. Almost every disaster I've been in with you, you think is fun. hundred percent. This is true. <laughs> Lights go. This is hundred percent true. hundred percent true. And I think that's situation. why that cockroach wetness story was so traumatic for you. It's like the one thing that wouldn't be fun for you. I, I draw the line. <laughs> Right, but otherwise you're I don't like, even yeah. know if my voice has ever made that noise before. <laughs> it kind of shocked me. That's coming the sound out. of trauma. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so you're saying like almost a hundred percent of your first dates, 100- you would be happy to be with them for weeks, maybe. I honestly can only think. I was trying to go back in my in my brain. I think I've only been on. Like three dates that I didn't end up dating the guy for a significant period of time. See, I think or girl. This is also because Man you're optimistic. Woman. You yes. think people are going to be better than yeah, they are. Correct. Oh, that is such a lie. So that's why. I, yeah, and I don't. I don't. Um, uh, I've never dated multiple people at the same time. Like I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm the trying. The only time I did was when I first broke up. With or when I broke up with, when I first got divorced, I got separated. Oh, and I break up with you. <laughs> right more my prom. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there, but it was only there were only three guys that I went on dates with. Two of which, all three of which, I could have spent a long time with. One of one, I just think was suffering from serious depression at the time so that i wouldn't have wanted to be with for three days but in is in a better situation after some mental health care maybe but i don't know <laughs> she's not the point of the story of okay well that this sounds like my worst nightmare because i mean the odds of it being someone what's the you percentage wanna, of you five percent would be tolerable but i mean it's great for one date i love a terrible one date that's great yeah. Great for right. stories. It's wonderful. But to be stuck with them? No. Now, like, way. what would be the things? Tell me what would be. What would be the thing that would bug you the most? Like, think of a specific person that maybe not one that you were in a serious relationship with, but just one that you went on like a couple dates with or so. Yeah. And that you're like, you definitely like, no, nah, I do not want to be stuck in that situation with them. What? Well, you know, like, know it alls. Those kind of guys that think the mansplainers, which, by the way, there are quite a number of them. Yeah. I just go tit for tat with those guys. <laughs> you see it as like a com- competition? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, a, yes, I'm like, uh, I, I see your, <laughs> your podcast you right? did a couple times with a friend, and I raise you 586 episodes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Something and like that. So it doesn't make you mad when people try to act like they know more. What, what if somebody acted like they knew more about therapy because they went to therapy one time or something? That would make me nuts. I would <laughs> want to murder them. Yeah. No. Um, uh, oh, gosh. You're you know, so I, what I think I do is I, I break, I can kind of, I don't know, get through that. We're acting like I just we don't know what this is like. extremely vulnerable and then, they, then... Hello, this is what the challenge is. <laughs> Wait a sec. Wait a minute. Wait a sec. Being locked up with people you don't really like. Wait a sec. We've <laughs> done this so many times. We're like, can you imagine? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can. It's called my 20s. Oh, my God. And, and you know you what? Know... Tolerated it just fine. Right. You did. And I did not. <laughs> this... Okay. We got a point. This is... Because I'm like, I hate this you. This just is a sign of no personal boundaries I have or something. Well, you're very tolerant of and people. And too vulnerable. Nice. Well, she, this hooker started um, put, making videos and putting them on Weibo, which I guess is like the Asian, maybe TikTok or whatever. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, while she was still in this house with him, and then it started to go viral, and then she felt bad because like she didn't really <gasps> like him. She was like, he's really nice. He makes food and stuff like that. His house is clean. But he, she called him a wooden mannequin. Like, he was so boring. <laughs> so bad. Okay, see, this is the problem, I think. We're not, you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies. listening. Yeah. You need to be better at vetting them. Venting? Vetting. Oh, vetting. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Don't go on dates with guys who look boring. Well, this is a cultural problem, though, because... You know, oh, in Asia, if you're not women. married by a certain point, then there's a lot of pressure to, yes. and that's what she said, that she had a bunch of first dates lined up, blind dates. Oh, and this was just Oh, one right. Of it was them. a blind date. It was a yeah. blind date. Yeah. Oh, she can't do, you can't do anything there. Right. Cause people are like, you're not married yet. This is an emergency. You oh, got to no. go with this loser. And well, then this next is a nightmare. Know, yeah. But we yeah, don't even know. It's sucks. funny because she just stopped posting because she wanted to respect his <gasps> privacy. So we don't even know if she's out of there yet. Oh, my. Okay. It's a cliffhanger. Which would you rather be stuck with? Mm. A wooden mannequin or a know-it-all? Oh, wooden mannequin for sure. Okay. I'm taking know-it-all. Are you kidding me? Keeps things interesting. I'm going to go back. I'm, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to pass it. I, I'll take a little bit of, like, they're highs and lows, but we'll take them. Okay. And, and the more I would get, the more know-it-all-y he would be, the more obsessed with squashing his male ego I would be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see that. Like, there's I think no, that's when a good I, choice Back in the day when I, you know, I don't know. What were you going to say just then? Like, like what before I before, before I I realized that this is no way to you've evolved. I don't know. Fight the patriarchy. Yeah, I loved nothing more than to go to the kind of bars where those like douchebags, douchebags, yeah, go in the like t- like biggest platform shoes, like so mm-hmm. tall, looking hot, and then like. Just stand next to them and do things like ask them if I can buy them a drink. <laughs> like, you did, and would they let oh, you? Uh, or did they? No, feel like most that's of them feel enough? very uncomfortable, and like, yeah. or I would do things whenever I think I don't know. I just went through this phase where I just kind of like enjoyed. I was like, oh yeah, you're gonna do. It's probably just like some way to to like 
get back at relationships where people were taking advantage of me. And I'm like, not taking advantage of them, but I was like, you're going to be a narcissist. Well, I'm going to show you who's, who's, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. I get it. Go and like tower over them and just make them feel small. I went through a phase where that was something that. Maybe you know what? it made me feel small. That's exactly right. It was like right. only my early 20s. As soon as you said that, though, I thought of how whenever we were on the ruins and Kenny was, it was like a love-hate thing where he would yes. torture you and say terrible things, but yep. you also had affection for each other and fr- a good friendship in a way. Yes. And then how it hurt you. And for him, it was just like an, he was just keeping himself entertained. Yes. Yeah. I did that back to yes. them. Right, You're, that's what I Thank think. you. That yeah. is exactly what I was doing. I was like, okay, well, I, I've been taking it for game. a while. Let me dish it out a little bit because I'm done. And then I would just get the end. You know what? I kind of t- start talk like Kenny when I do that too. Yeah. So, I do. It's an affect. I get it's it. To- I totally do that. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, there we go. Look okay. at that. Well, anyways, Therapy. I don't know Woo! what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that girl, but I just wanted to tell you about it. Yeah. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, okay, moving on. Oh, did you watch the film Don't Look Up on Netflix? I sure did. Oh, I loved it. I wondered if you would like it. I Tell loved me- it. So the if you haven't seen it yet, this is That's a movie so that is um, it's kind of like a dark comedy, maybe uh, I don't know. And uh, yeah, and like world... s- s- not satire, but like kind mm, of yeah, like, kind of. They there are scientists that discovered that there's like a comet or an asteroid or whatever coming and is going to hit the Earth. And then the fallout of that, and how nobody really believes them or cares, and is like still focused on petty stuff. And it's supposed to be an allegory or whatever about oh. climate change mm-hmm. and how, hello, like the world's going to end and we're just like buying stuff at Target or whatever. Right. Um, so, but when I was watching and I thought, I wonder if Sarah would like this because I don't usually watch scripted films. So yeah, I thought I should bring it up because I know I loved that. it. What did you think? Did it make you feel sad though? Totally. Yeah. That's how Because I, I knew the bigger pick like the, it i think that they were trying to reach people yeah. but they're preaching in the choir though like most yeah, of the people they watch that would probably already uh, be concerned about climate change yeah but i think there might be a few it's the ones who are like on the fence or the ones who who maybe feel like oh yeah but what you know it's not like i don't believe it happens but i'm not going to do anything or something like that i think yeah. or maybe kind of who who are interested in watching that movie because everyone in the universe is in that movie so mm-hmm. i think that was really smart of whoever the producers or you know people who made the movie to do i, I don't want it i don't know why i want to say leonardo dicaprio was he a producer was he involved in making this because no i know he it- was in it the guy was he that, in it? Yeah, he was in it. Oh my god, it's like I can't even I'm like, did I watch it? He's like the main character. I know, but then I'm like I thought then I'm like confusing and then I'm thinking like is this just part Listen, it was it was a long month. I listened to it yeah. while I I watched it while I was with my mom like right before yeah. I left for my mom. So, and it was a well, while ago. It's funny that you mentioned the guy that made it because it it was um he used to be the writing partner and business partner of Will Ferrell, but they have since like parted ways. And he's 
said in an interview how ironic it is to him that during the press for this, that's all anyone wants to talk about and not talk about climate change because it's mirroring the movie. We care more about this like petty celebrity gossip and like, why did you guys break up than we do about like the actual point. Oh my God. It's so depressing. Yeah, Yeah. It was really sad. And he was like, well, this is already happening and is going to happen and we can see it happening. And well, whenever you lately, you've been talking on the show about whether or not you would want to start a family. Yeah. Whenever you're do, thinking about that, do you consider these kind of macro things? Like Absolutely. How, okay. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Because so I can be, see that. I wouldn't want to. I would want to be able to give a child a very specific life that was not sheltered from what's going on, but like it would. It, I just feel like the things that kids need to, that humans need to survive and thrive um, are becoming less and less available. And I think there's less and less support for us to be able to have those kind of things like time together, mm-hmm. like, you know, because jobs, because like it's just crazy. I mean, we can't. It, yeah. You know, I, I look all those things that I see where it's like the price of a home. I looked at what my mom was making and like what because she's like, I'm doing like all of her like Medicare stuff and stuff like that. I'm like, you bought us uh, the house that we lived in. I'm making way more than that. How come mm-hmm. I like what? This is crazy. So you can't it, it just like everything is such a strain and there's no support and there's no like early childhood like every it's just it's it difficult. is every man for himself that's what it feels it's every like. man for yeah. himself it feels yeah. too because that's what happens when we feel like we're in danger when we when we feel unsafe and we feel and the whole oh don't even get me started this is a whole fucking thing because I hate, it's capitalism and it, it's like, it's consumerism that I really don't like because the way I know this, because I went to school and learned this in psychology, they taught us to do this and how people do this. The way to sell to people is to make them feel not okay. Mm-hmm. Making people feel not okay when we are getting messages like I, I don't know how many it is. I can't remember the exact number. But I, when I was li- working in San Francisco, I used to pass by this billboard that said it was for I want to say Mark Jacobs or something, and it was like you're on you're uh, on camera like this many times a day. Um, you know, make sure you look good. And then there was another one that said hmm. you see this many advertisements a day, like uh, uh, something about like. It gave the number of how many advertisements we saw a day, and it was in the tens of thousands mm-hmm. that are that are very subliminal. And if tens of thousands of advertisements that are making you feel not safe, and I know this because of the book "What Happened to You" that we read, where it talked about the neuropsychology of what happens to the brain when it's at different states, and the brain 
acts differently when it is experiencing fear, terror, alert, alarm, and calm. A state of alert is a perfect state for people who are buying things. A state of alarm is perfect for people who are feeling like um, a state of fear is perfect if you want to sell cosmetics. It's perfect. So they want to keep you in those states. When you are in those states, you cannot regulate your system. You cannot stay present. You have more anxiety, more depression. You have lower IQ. This is fucking fact. So it terrifies me to think about raising a child in a world where they are bombarded with messages that are designed to put them in a brain state that is dangerous to them. And so I, as a parent, would want to actively work to maintain a calm brain state. That's it. And that is an almost impossible task in this day and age. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. I was... God. I actually, it makes me sad now. I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, no, don't cry. I just feel bad for all the parents out there who have to deal with that and have to talk like fate like you. You have a like, what do you do? That's why I asked you if you think about that, consider that when you're weighing what you want, because I think about that now. Like, what have I done? Like, because <sighs> so the world is messed up. Um, but to speak to your point about the fear and the way that it generates the commodification of everything and the consumerism of everything, um, I'm reading a book right now, totally coincidentally by the same author as your Brain Candy Book Club philosophical baby. Mine- Get out. Yeah. And Susie, I- that was such a random pick too. And yeah. her book is from... Alison Gopnik. It's Woo, called the universe the, is awesome. The Carpenter and the Gardener, I think. And she talks about how the, you know, until the 1950s, the word parent was a noun. It was not a verb. It wasn't a thing you did in the same way that I don't daughter to my mom. I'm not a I'm not daughtering. Like you were a parent. And that as soon as they kind of made it like it's a verb, then they could commodify it and build this industry, oh. making you feel like you're not doing it good enough. And that fuck <laughs> all of that. Ah! <laughs> and so, as long as you make people think that they need to be better in whatever way, they need to be thinner, prettier, younger, um, better parent, whatever, you so can stupid. make money off of them. So fucking stupid. And <sighs> you know that if there really were a book or a program that could teach you how to parent every child, that book would put every other thing in that industry out of business. The reason why it's a booming industry is because there's not a silver bullet. There's not Mm -hmm. one way to parent. Mm -hmm. Every human's different, blah, blah, blah. Mm, So I agree, and it all does come back to that film because that's the whole point is that like, you're, we're not in a vacuum where, okay, there's a comet coming, so now we need to act. There's all kind. There's politics, there's greed, there's yeah. relationships, and that they cloud our ability to see what the best path is, right? And yep. it is sort of depressing. Absolutely. 
But anyway, you should watch that movie because it actually is really, it's really good. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Oh, Next God. Up. And then I saw this <laughs> meme that was, it was like, it was some, it was like a little car crossing a railroad track or like something like that. And then a huge like speeding bullet, like, like taking it out. And the car, you know, like it'll say little things above it. The car said me separating my recycling into each thing. And then the speeding bullet one was Jeff Bezos and all those fucking millionaires going up in their stupid rocket ships for... I mean... It's really hard to understand. What am I doing over here? I know. Remember last episode when Sarah was riding high? I brought her right back down to her. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, well, we're just trying to make the best of it. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, speaking of grief, I read this beautiful piece in the New Yorker. Uh, it's called. Um, I just can't help thinking of Michael Scott saying, well, "There is good grief." Just ask Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's my favorite oxymoron. My uh, other favorite is soap scum. Oh, I've never heard that as an oxymoron. I'm wait, so glad I know these things about you. Wait, wait, those are your favorite. You know that there's... Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got I it. totally get it. Soap and scum. I'm just waving to Adam. He's walking up the old path with some wood. Hi, some wood for the fire. Hi. <laughs> He's so cute. In a wheelbarrow. How cute is he? Okay. Wait a minute. What was I saying? Soap scum is your favorite oxymoron? Yeah, what's yours? Do you have one? Good I grief mean, is pretty much the perfect... Yeah. One. I would have to. T- I would have to have a think on it. Yeah, we'll do you know, a poll. My uh, my brain just goes real quick to jumbo shrimp, but that's only because it's easy. <laughs> jumbo shrimp. I forgot about that one. That's it's oh really? That's my favorite. <laughs> that, okay, that might that's be good. that might be my favorite. Because you're you're saying like that's too obvious, so you can't. Pick yeah, it. it's too but obvious. It's so good. Maybe it's, it's obvious because so it's hilarious. It's jumbo so shrimp. so. We're gonna go. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, definitely what? tell us your favorite oxymoron. No. What do you Not mean? Uh, you. I'm oh, talking to the listeners. listeners. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Not this you, Susie. Artic- Them. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about yours. <laughs> okay, this article was called When Things Go Missing. And mm. it begins, you know, talking about that very human experience of losing your keys or like or forgetting your, your wallet or your mittens. Yeah, and how like disorienting it is and explaining why that is, um, which I will talk about. But what I loved about the article is that it seamlessly, it was just magically written, moved into other losses like when people we love, we lose people we love. Yeah. And I think that's a really hard thing to accomplish to move from like I lost my keys to I lost my dad or whatever. And um, it just was so beautifully written, and I want you guys to read it. I'll make sure Dahlia puts it in the newsletter. Um, But it was saying how, like, parents, self-help gurus, psychics will help you find lost stuff. But most of their suggestions are either obvious, like um, calm down, clean up, um, or they use, like, the 18-inch rule, which I guess most things that we lose are within 18 inches of where we think they are going to be, which I find that very helpful. I yeah. did not know that rule. Yeah, like if you think it's in the fridge. I don't know if this applies to people who are ADHD. <laughs> right, we put the remote control in the in the refrigerator. 
Right. Maybe I never expected to be there. (laughs) And then, um, like new agey type advice. Well, I was going to say like surrender. Yes, that would probably be, fall into the new agey category. Like, yeah. just let I'm it like, go as soon and it'll as I come back to you. That, it, that I don't need it anymore and that it's yeah. gone, I always find it. There it is. So one survey suggested that the average person misplaces up to nine objects a day, which that sounds high. <laughs> don't okay. you think? Or is that low for you? You know what? <laughs> I, I would, I would, at first I'm like, that's really high. I do not. Yeah. Because I think I'm pretty good. But then are we counting every time we're like, oh, where did I put those? Because I think they must be. I've already done it with my phone nine times today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. Just well, that and also, I'm gonna, in my defense, I don't have a spot for everything yet because I keep moving around. This isn't my house. That I'm is in a so rental. true, Sarah. So when I have a spot, I am the keys go in the hand bowl. Yeah, right. I got bowls that look bowl. That you have looks a like system. Two hands like that. I've got a system. There yeah. is no system here, so I'm like, where the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Right. Okay. That's fair. Cause you're, so you're I'm at, parapetetic at least five right times that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and usually when we lose something, it's, it's usually from one of two things. Either you simply, your brain can't do recall where it's in there, but like you can't access it for one mm-hmm. reason or another, or you never encoded it to begin with. Like it wasn't you weren't paying attention at that time. These things are helpful to know. I agree. Because then you can then you can hack your brain to not That's do right. this. Mm. Okay, Tell so me everything. Then it was saying how part of what makes losing something troubling is that there's an element of like causality. Like how did that happen? And if you don't know where it is, you can't quite figure out how it happened. And like it's upsetting to your brain because your brain is designed to like know how things work that part gets you caught up yeah i can feel myself getting caught up in that part and then it leads to trouble because usually when something is lost you are the villain and the victim Mm. in that story so like you're probably gonna feel like shit right you're right yes because i'm like oh my god where did i put that oh you're so oh god can't you be more organized you're yeah, the best like, audience. Like, nobody would care about this but you. It's just like... No, that is not true. Our listeners, I guarantee, because it's like what we said last episode, when we put all the pieces together yeah. of all these things, yes. it's like, yeah, I of course know why. And then I, I read something the other day that said, it doesn't matter what you read. It matters what you retain. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you retain. It matters what you apply. So read to apply. Ooh, okay. Right. Yes. And, there's- and that made me think of like, that is what we do because we read, you and I, in order to do this show, read to, what the hell did I just say? Retain <laughs> and apply. Retain. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is I a case in point. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> so read to retain, and then we have to apply it because we talk about it. And I think that helps when. So you know, like they say, it, it's helpful to teach something, yes, or to tell. Like if you want to, if you're studying for a test, yes. or if there's something you want to to deepen your knowledge yeah. about, teach it to somebody else, right? And That's why especially I love somebody this older show. or younger, an old person, young person who maybe would you need to kind of like explain it in a different way is That's so good for your brain. What I too. love both about 
our job on this show, which mm-hmm. is we t- tell you guys, but then we learn it better. And then you guys can tell it at your cocktail parties or wherever the hell yes. you're going. Yes. And then you'll learn it better. It's so cool. It's the best. It's the best. And we're, I mean, come on. Hello. Just well, inspired. otherwise we're awesome. <laughs> Obviously. I, love I just like, it's so much fun to learn. Okay. So then I love this. This is, it says, that's why the defining emotion of losing things isn't frustration or panic or sadness, but paradoxically hope. Because you hope you can find it. You're like, you know, your brain goes into this hope mode. And that is why when somebody, when you lose a person in death, there it's a loss without hope. And, you know, I know everyone wants to believe after they die, then they'll meet again. But, like, that's hard for our brain, I think, to really conceptualize on a deep level. Yeah. So it's like a loss without hope. Oh, my gosh. And... I well, loved – go ahead. No, the hope is motivation to keep searching for the thing. And when yeah. – and that we – I think our people, like, by nature are, are creatures that like a, ta- like a task, like something to hope we, we are future-driven. We're working towards it. We're yeah. working towards it. Yeah. And when that goes away – that feels like, you know, I, I say that when, when relationships end, like to, with clients, the hardest thing is not, it, yes, the hardest thing is losing the relationship, but it's erasing that whiteboard that you've created in your mind of all of the future and how it's going to be and all that. And it's the, oh, I got to erase all that. And with that goes the hope for the future. Yeah. And that is the part that, oh, interesting. Yes. And it's then totally she- connected. She talked about how, like, we think of saying when you're, let's say your parent dies, we tend to say euphemisms, you know, like, I oh. lost my mom or whatever. And then she was saying how it really isn't a euphemism and that the word loss is rooted in sorrow and and death. Like the Hebrew, what did mm. she say? It was a, oh, it's an old English word and it, it meant like to perish and separate and cut apart. And so like... She was talking about how she literally felt like at a loss and how that Mm. phrase sounds like a place, which I thought was so interesting. Like you're located in it. That's that's beautiful. (laughs) And it's also making me really think differently. I remember I took one class on, I think it was a trauma. I think it was my trauma class. And we talked a lot about death and how to talk about death and, and things like that. And it, the advice that was given to my class that year was, and I assume the year before and the year before that, was to not use words like lost. When did you lose your, your parent? And to say things like, when did your parent die? Mm-hmm. Or when... And not say pat like to be not more to concrete beat about the it. Bush, yeah. But I disagree with that mm-hmm. for the exact reasons that you're saying. Yeah, because that's not respecting the the process that the person is going through in their emotions. It's kind of like getting down to just like the logistics. I, I don't know, like the the like the clinical part. Yes. Yeah. I, right. I yeah. So if yeah, I were to take that class again. I would reference this article. And be yeah, like, because there's me. difference. There's differences. Like if I said "pass away," okay, that maybe maybe that's yes. more of a euphemism. Yeah, but saying "I lost 
that person maybe speaks to the emotional feeling of it, you know, like homesick for a person or whatever, yes. however they might describe it. Yes. Um, and I thought anybody that's lost anybody would really benefit from this article. Yeah. And, the, and the message at the end was that no matter what you've lost, whether it's your keys or your dad, that you sh- that it's a lesson in noticing that, oh, you know, that you can still find these things, whether it's your dad or your keys, if you just start paying more attention and no, don't run from it, kind of. Come, once again, it comes down to being present and being mindful. Yeah. It was really powerful. That's beautiful. Yeah, because she was saying it was like a chain of loss. She lost her dad, and then, like, the whatever team her dad rooted for lost the World Series. Then oh. Hillary Clinton lost, and they were rooting for Hillary. And then she said, then she lost her motivation. <sighs> and how that chain is so common. I know so many people. Suze, I said it to the, that. I said it when, when I accidentally, per, and this is so not even the same and silly and doesn't matter, but when I, on the very first day that I was supposed to go snowboarding, I had a brand new board and not like new, new, it was new used. Like I bought it two years ago and never got to ride it. So I had never tried it. I was so excited. I got new boots and I'm going to like put them on in my, they don't fit into the bindings. So I have to go get new bindings for this thing. And then I go and I, the bindings are so expensive. I'm like, I don't want to spend a lot of money. I just got back from taking care of my mom. Goes Rika, but it was so expensive. So I find some that are used. Well, the used ones don't fit on the board. It was a whole big thing. And I don't find out until like the morning of, this is before I'm supposed to go on my first date the next day to go snowboarding. And now I don't have a snowboard ride. And guess what? They're all out of rentals everywhere because it's a Saturday and a really busy you know, ski weekend. And I said to the guy, I just really need a win right now. I uttered the phrase, I just really need a win. And luckily yeah. he hooked it up and he, I, I was able to get what I needed. But I feel like that, that is like kind of that feeling of like, I really need a win. It yeah, just like feels like loss, loss, loss. And I think a lot of people are feeling that with the last three years where it yeah. feels like, you get a little bit ahead and then just, oh, so much loss. Yeah, there was actually so this article on NPR that was about that feeling and what it can create. So like you, like you said, where, okay, um, we, got, we get the vaccine or whatever, so things are looking up and then this variant comes and then they're looking yeah. down and it's been this like back and forth for a really long yeah. time. And how what, for some reason, what it, lends itself to are these like two minute trends, which they called them garbage trends. But like the examples they gave were funnily enough, sea shanties and <laughs> for real, I'm and dying. Sea shanties. It, and then it's always, fun. Oh, God. do you remember connected. also yes. on TikTok when there was that weird recipe with the feta cheese and the tomatoes, like everyone, they were selling yes. out of feta across the country. And then it happened this. again with the, uh, su- the tuna, rice, mayo, and the seaweed wraps with, I bought, I bought it. And were they good? <laughs> I bought the last box. Oh of- God. So bad. Hang on. Hang on. Oh my God. It's happening. If she starts singing a sea shanty. Oh my God. This is the actual box. That was the last box because I, I That's put, Nori? P- partook in the two minute garbage trend. And was it mm-hmm. yummy? 
didn't even follow through on it because just did it. Didn't haven't even had the meal yet. I just wanted to do it to feel clearly whatever this is. The, what, yes. the, the thing that you're yeah. talking about is yeah. I thought maybe this would make it better if I yeah. forgot the last <laughs> Exactly. That's what it's saying. Yes. It, it's the confluence of that feeling where you want to be a part of something fun. You want that thing that you described in the last episode. Like, I just want to feel good for a second. Yes. But then also the machine element of the algorithm sort of oh having to rotate trends constantly oh is a perfect storm of garbage. <laughs> we are doomed. Oh my God. But I like knowing what motivates the human brain and how we are animals still. And, you know, it has you have to be so intentional. Yeah, and it's every day. Like, you're never done. You're never like, okay, now I got it. You have to no. try again every day. Why do you think we made that hard being a person shirt? Yeah, for sure. That's it. Garbage trends. I'm just writing that down from it. Garbage oh, trends. Yeah. That but is anyway. so funny to me. Yeah, so. Because you taught me so much this episode. <laughs> Did I? Oh, yes. one last thing, because this is crazy probably not to anyone else but me but evidently there are two whoops i messed up my zoom there are two totally different companies that make girl scout cookies and depending on where you live you didn't know this no why why because they get they can't like like i like source it from over here and then well then make them the same they're all different they are i heard this like we've been living a lie yeah, like I think your your certain ones on the East Coast taste better than the ones that like I think yeah. our peppermint patties are and Samoas are where it's at. But I don't know. You guys talk oh, you about that thin peanut man? butter ones. Oh yeah, what I say, peppermint patties? No, yeah. that's not it. Um but they look like the same thin, thin mint. Yeah. There was an article, maybe Dahlia could put this in the newsletter too. It's if Pilot Online was the outlet, but they talked about this Girl Scout cookie thing and then they ra- rated them. There was a survey they did with all these people to determine what were the best. And it was very, like, it varied between, it wasn't like one bakery was the winner. It depended on the cookie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't take that. So if you I want, like, like really good trefoils. <laughs> Who wants those? <laughs> Me, they're so good. What even are those? They're shortbread cookies. They're butter cookies. Oh, my God. You like those? I'm about to close this damn Zoom. What is wrong with you? Who likes those? That's why you, you, married, a, you married a British guy who likes biscuits. And then all of a sudden you're eating <laughs> the most boring. That's like vanilla ice cream of the. Uh, number the, one, the, I did not say they were my favorite. I did think it was funny to say trefoil. <laughs> But Is I this do like fight? them. They, yeah, what if? They're good, though, with a cup okay, of fair, tea. Fair, fair, fair. You're so no, right. You're so my right. favorites are definitely time. Thin Mints and Samoas. But okay, right. See, I, that's what I said. Barbara. Yeah, but that's Regular not one. funny because that's everybody's favorite. Who is eating those dosy doughs? That's what I want to know. I You're saying things and I don't even know what they are. <laughs> what even is that? For real? I have no clue. Okay, wait. Let me see if I can find the... Description dough, and then I'll let you guys Dosey go. no, don't <laughs> know what that is. Dosey dough cookies, they're okay. It's a sandwich cookie with peanut butter filling, oatmeal oh, cookies with peanut butter. Filling. Oatmeal cookies, I've that I do not even know that doesn't exist. 
Uh, there's no way you can get that on the West Coast. Okay. That's never been an option. No. Wow. Okay. Why am I angry? I don't know, but I'm angry. Wind it down, Sarah. No, I'm angry that there are two bakeries that, like, after all these fucking years, the Girl Girl Scouts can't get it together. Get a bakery. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Outsourcing. I I feel like this is the same as why they can't have In-N-Out everywhere. Okay, that's true, because it is about that. The distribution of the fresh patties, they say. This is a distribution problem. (laughs) Yeah. We're just like that movie, Don't Look Up, because we don't care about climate change either when it comes to Girls Got Cookies. We're like, like I am outraged. Cookies! <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I guess I'll, you guys can say what you think about these cookies. <gasps> I can't wait to do a poll to see which one's their favorite. Yeah. It's got to be Samoa's, right? It's going to be, tr- what the hell word Tray is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy a box Trey and sound like, okay, you know what trefoils sound like? Trefoils sound like... Something that you have so they just discovered this this life on Mars like it it exists it's like a teeny tiny microbe and kind of like those little those ones that you can zoom in on that look like little bears and they have an adorable little name yeah 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 the trefoils (laughs) that's what they're called in Sarah's brain yeah that's like what it falls into that that sounds like a more appropriate name for that not a cookie. You know what? I'm sending you a box, and you're going to be singing a different tune. I probably will. And I'll have it with a cup of tea with my amazing honey that you got me. Oh, I mean, God. they're not elaborate. I mean, they're very Are they simple. lemon? No, I hate those. I don't like those either. They have <sighs> lemon ones. Yeah. Yeah, those fuck that. I don't like fruit like in my that. dessert, period. I don't like that. That It's too fake. It's like a fake lemon, you say. Don't come after me, Girl Scouts. <laughs> this is so funny. To me. Right. All right. Going off the rails. Okay. Um, my, my mom got scammed. I got a spray tan thing. Um, <laughs> <Sarah>. This <laughs> has been one of my favorite episodes, I think. Um, Remember when Adam spray tanned Susie? It was the worst, the worst than the challenge. Worst experience of my life. But I'll do it again next week. That's how bad it was. Okay. Beauty Spaces. <laughs> a woman got stuck on a first date. Um, the cl- world's on ending, uh, you know, the usual. <laughs> All right, people, don't forget to check out our patreon.com slash brain candy and, um, leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.